0: Welcome back to the Bedouin Banter Podcast here on episode number 34. We're back in studio and this is going to be a special one. It's going to be the interview version, the one-on-one, just me here on the podcast with a special guest. We have today in studio the man, the myth, the legend, the man who started a lot of the things that we today at the geek community in Bahrain, the local scene, enjoy. Uh, He is a co-founder of the Raven's Nest Board Game Cafe. He is a man of myth when it comes to also the design community. He's a creative mind, a geek, an entrepreneur, and now a podcaster. Please welcome Sergio (laughs) Halabi. Man, in studio right now. Wow. How are you doing, Sergio?
1: Good. After that introduction, now you've Sorry? put so much pressure on me now. <laughs> I'm going to have to live up to a lot of expectations now. Thank no, you for that. No, no. It's all
0: <laughs> fun and games. That's what podcasting is about. It's about having fun. And you have a special one, a new one to the scene that not many people get to see in the Middle East. Yeah. It's called Paradigm Shift.
1: Yeah. It's uh, it's basically, it's a podcast that kind of like fills a hole in, you know, like in the market, uh, especially in the Arab world, because... Um, uh, the purpose of it is to challenge a lot of ideas that we are already established on and everybody kind of agrees on, you know, like implied and stuff like that. So I wanted to start something to provoke people. This is just like the plain truth.
0: In a good way and sometimes in a bad way, I'm assuming, hopefully. uh,
1: In a bad way, yeah, to have fun, no. Uh, To (laughs) basically make them question a lot of things. So even if some of the things like the theories or something that I talk about are too much out there, it will at least plant a seed in, in some people to at least question sort of certain ideas that I provide or theories or right. stuff like that. Like this is what some people are saying, some people are saying, because everyone is so taken by what's already established. You know what I mean? Like in terms of the science that's there and they just, they just want to accept it the way it is without questioning, without even one, knowing that there are other scientists who say a lot of different things as well. Yeah. But it's not the mainstream. So, so when
0: you say people, are you talking mostly on a global level? Or are you talking about the internet culture? Are you talking about the Middle East culture?
1: Well, I mean, to me, the Middle East culture has is one of my biggest targets for now. But um, on a mainstream level, there is a rise when it comes to this, to, to accepting more ideas more than before. So if you, if you go back maybe 20 years ago or 30 years ago, you would see like a lot of people rejecting a lot of the ideas that I and other people bring to the table. Uh, always falling under, you know, conspiracy theories, science fiction, fantasy, stuff like that. Whereas now it's becoming more globally accepted. So even if you go on social media and you see all these groups and all these, you know, like communities are are building up in the thousands and the millions accepting a lot of stuff that weren't accepted before and this is to me like a huge step forward when it comes i see
0: this this is the the reason i wanted to have you on the show because a lot of people assume that this show is all about poking at and criticizing a lot of the woo woo that i call woo woo culture and the the (laughs) peepak chopra types and everything else but really i I enjoy every kind of exploration every kind of avenue of discovery Mm. but i always tell people that whenever you go down that route when it's an uncharted territory, you mm. should investigate, you should go into the mysterious, the unknown. But we be wary that there's a lot of bullshit down there that yeah. you need to be careful about when you're... Like, I don't want people to say, stay at home, be safe, only yeah. believe in science. Because science is not science until you explore the unknown. True. That's the way I look at it. But so. it
1: also, like, the idea becomes that... Uh, you like there's a saying where if you stare too much into madness it starts to make sense right right yeah however there to me it it, uh, it's more important what resonates with you so you sometimes hear an idea or read something that you feel like wait this actually makes a lot more sense than what i've been taught before what i've been said before right you know so when you get that spark in you to 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 question whatever has already been established It already takes you down a road of self-discovery and research. You could end up reaching a point where you're like, no, you know what, this is complete madness. I don't want it. I I go back to where I was. Yeah. But at least question it. This is this is the that's the important
0: part. See, this is where a lot of people don't seem to understand what why I, I I target it. So for example, if I tell people, you know, about be careful of, you know, people out there that will talk about flat Earth theory. Mm. It's fun to make fun of. Yeah. Yes, for sure. As a comedian, I love to do yeah. it, okay? But to be fair, if you're a flat earther and you're doing everything you can possible to understand the truth, mm. and that's your journey is to question, to understand the truth, as long as you at some point have a level of evidence that you accept as fact, you go and you say, well, I spent money on a $20,000 experiment. Mm. And then I found out, okay, it does seem to indicate that the world is round. Then you could say, okay, Is there any more evidence, any more question I can go towards to tell me that the earth is not flat? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. You set, set a limit for yourself as a person, as a flat earther, and say, well, what does it take to convince me? What I have a problem with is some people, they don't have a limit. So for them, it's just a challenge. They already come in with a preconceived, the earth is flat no matter what. And there is no experiment on earth that I do, even if it shows me the results I don't like.
1: I don't accept it. I will not accept yeah. it until yeah. something does prove me right. Exactly. That's exactly. what I have an issue with. This is where you have to question the motivation behind starting the search. So are you searching, uh, starting the search because you are actually seeking knowledge or because you just want to reject what's established so this is a huge difference for example to me when i read about flat earth okay like i believe in a lot of conspiracy theories as myself Uh, i i read a lot and there's things that make sense to me but when it comes to flat earth i personally don't believe in it right Right. but the biggest question when i come when it comes to flat earthers and sometimes like online i ask them this question uh, like what is the purpose of lying to people about exactly. earth being flat, you know? Like I could understand, for example, when you talk about the Illuminati, right? And you talk about oh, secret society and everything. And some people will be like, but this is like crazy, some Hollywood movie stuff. And I'm telling you, no, because you know, you see it here, you see it there, yeah. you know, there's war being established. Some here, uh, poor people, uh, everything. So there is a reason behind why I would believe in a secret, you know, 1% of the 1%. Yeah. Because I want to change that. I want to, you know, like, I don't see, I don't like the words. The way it is right now, controlled by you know an elite group. So I want to do something about it. So I investigate that topic. But when it comes to flat Earth, so what is the purpose of lying to the people and telling them the Earth is round? There's literally no. Where is the strategic? Where is the strategic? What is the end game? Exactly. So I would understand, for example, like I I guess that the motivation for most flat Earthers is is to uh, to reject the status quo, is to start questioning the entire, you know, like truth that we've been told and everything. And it starts with that because maybe it's the most physical thing that like you're literally looking at it and you see like oh the horizon is there and it, it just doesn't curve and all that stuff yeah. you know what I mean but to me it doesn't make sense why are you believing in that well there's
0: a bunch of people from from that you know side of things that believe for example that it's part of a, a grander conspiracy theory to uh basically spread misinformation to confuse people to control your sources of information to breed your mind harness what you think what you explore what you get to experience in my head i feel like okay there are conspiracy theories Mm. but they're just not that grand they're not that elaborate they're not that movie level like one example i had with a friend of mine where you know he he, i was trying to find an analogy that works and i said if you look at an analogy of somebody like a soldier on the field okay somebody that goes to war and has to experience war one of the most common things people say is that war is boring so a majority of the time, it's really boring. You're okay. just yeah. sitting there for hours, yeah. hours, hours, fucking nothing happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then small moments of absolute terror, Yeah. right? Sheer terror that just... Will change you forever as a human being, breed anxiety, do all this other stuff. Well, now, I think
1: that movie was uh, Joghead. Uh, I don't know if you watched yes. it, but they kept saying like, like at the end, there's a scene where like, can we just kill someone? Yes. You know, like, yes. I, I think they was gonna, they were gonna bomb an entire, you know, like bag, uh, everything. Like, they're gonna kill yeah, yeah. the enemy, and they were just standing there with sniper rifles, and they like, they're gonna die. Just let us shoot someone. Let, let us, us do, do anything. something. Anything. Exactly. Yeah, that, so that same
0: thing was in Generation Kill. I remember that was another one. A, a docu. Was it a miniseries? Or something But the point I'm making is that if you, t- if you took somebody and you said and, he, and the good analogy here to why conspiracy theories are not what people think they are mm. is the analogy of war compared to video game war. And video game war, like Call of Duty or something yeah. else, everything is is, is perfected and yeah. polished and edited. And your experience is taken to this polished extreme yeah. where everything moment... glamorized. glamorized. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. glamorized. Yeah. So it's a, it's a distorted image of something that's real, yeah. but that representation is not what you think it is. Yeah. So the same thing I apply to conspiracy theories. Mm. They're real they're
1: just not exciting as cool as as a movie yeah. or something like mm. cia offices
0: yeah. look fucking boring yeah. Okay? yeah, yeah there's yeah. linoleum floors you know whenever <laughs> whenever like you know who does it well uh, the guy that made um uh, mr robot
1: oh my god mr robot my favorite tv show sam ismail ever. right sam ismail
0: sam ismail i love even his his latest show uh, homecoming mm. That is a conspiracy theory. Yeah. That's how it would look like. Yeah. Old fucking computers, bad conspiracies, some loopholes, some leaks, some people trying to patch things mm. and it's it's, it's messy yeah. and it's it's not accurate but they do it, you know? And yeah. it takes a limited amount of people to be able to keep the secret. That I like. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I can comprehend. Yeah, yeah. But this idea of like a grand, you know, overarching, everybody's a part of it. Yeah. Every, even the fucking <laughs> private <laughs> like guy that has to park in front of the UFOs. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not <laughs> involved, bro. He's not involved, okay? Don't don't tell me. Because it just takes one guy to be like, I can make more money.
1: I mean, look, that would apply, for example, for the flat Earth theory, right? Because, yeah. that, uh, like, let's talk about pilots. You know, airline pilots. Yeah. Is everyone lying about how they travel from one place to another? Yeah. You know, how many Every airline, one of them. exactly? They're that, not in, Sergio. <laughs> they don't know. That is what I, what, what, like, why I don't believe some stuff and I believe in other stuff. Because when it comes to the way, for example, like you said, Mr. Robert Sam Smile handled the one percent of the one yeah. percent. It was done in a very elegant way and in yeah. a very like realistic way as well you know like it it, it does fit with a lot of uh, things that you, you live, especially us, for example, in the Middle East. Like there's this book I read. Uh, it's called The uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Yeah. Yeah. Have you read it? Yes.
0: I haven't read the book. I know the guy that writes it. Yeah. yeah. John Perkins. Yeah.
1: And that book like is, you know, life changing. Yeah, one yeah. of the one of those books that, you know, they really tell you t- exactly how they did everything. Exactly. That crashed and the economy and, yeah. exactly. And in the book, he talks about Bahrain and talks about Saudi Arabia and the Middle East in general. And he goes into details that. You couldn't have known unless you've done this. You know what I mean? Because he talks about the culture that is here, not just about in general. Like he says how they they were able to to convince, for example, the the Middle East, especially the Gulf, to to have this entire um, uh, you know the 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 Indian and the South Asian labor come to here and open up the visas and stuff like that. So so and because c- he says like he was walking one time and I think in the sixties or something like that and. Uh, I think, I don't know who he was talking to, someone important, and he saw some like garbage on the streets. It was in Saudi. And he said that, um, he asked the, the guy, w- why isn't you know, the garbage being taken out? He said, uh, the the guy replied to him that no self-respecting Saudi would pick up the trash from no, the floor. That's the truth. Yeah? Yeah. So he said that this is when I kind of like thought about how about if we bring labor from outside yeah. and we d- and look where we are now, you yeah. know? So this is not something that is, you know, written in some Hollywood office no. about some theory or something like that. This actually fits with the culture that you're in. So, that, so that's the truth. That's how yeah. these things work. Yeah, exactly. So this is where you start questioning whether there is a bigger conspiracy, if you want to call it, or there is a sort of like, you know, manipulating elite group that do start this kind of... Because everything's so obvious to us anyway. look at the Iraq war, for example. I mean, we all know there were never weapons of mass destruction there. We all know it was all about the big oil and the big bank and all of that stuff. So it fits, you know what I mean? So to me, this is where going down the rabbit hole of any conspiracy theory is like, I would stop once it becomes too Hollywood. It becomes yeah. too much of, of a glamour, of epic story happening, as opposed to, no, this is a realistically, even if it's somewhat boring, yeah. but this is how it is. It's kind of sad. Yeah. You
0: know, there's a lot of people, to, I remember, talked to me about this topic, and many of them tend to agree on that side of things. And then there are a few people that will eventually go to saying, you know, well, there's this miraculous incident here. You know, where you have a program, I can't remember the name of the program, but you know the, the other book, The Men Who Stare at Goats? I've heard of it, yes. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's another, like, uh, you know, uh, back when the 1970s and 60s, the U.S. military was very interested in everything to do with paranormal activity, mm. anything that could possibly be weaponized. Yeah. So this is why <laughs> you can tell they're very pragmatic. Yeah. They don't give a shit if it's real or not. Yeah. If there's a possibility of it being true, uh, you can wep- weaponize a psychic soldier or yeah. genetically mm. modify a pig to pick up an M-16, yeah. they'll do it.
1: Yeah, okay? yeah. Weren't they training some dolphins or something to pass some weapons under the sea or something? Oh. But that didn't work. <laughs> no. That wasn't. Uh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's one of the crazy this, ones. <laughs> this, is, this
0: is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they, they, will, they will attempt things. Yeah, and 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 then that gets like misrepresented or miscommunicated by the media and other people after the fact. And yeah, people think it's a, a much more elaborate thing, but there are programs where they attempt this stuff, and when those moments happen. Some people point to those moments And they're like See this is a moment of something Miraculous Unbelievable mm. Unexpected That's like yeah These these freak occurrences These freak stories Where you don't believe That this could have happened Could, yeah. could this many people Have done this yeah. And I go yes Of course it can happen yeah. Because it was never planned that's usually how these crazy... Mm. You know, like like coronavirus. Yeah. Everything that's going around us right now that's insane, right? A part of it could have been, you know, some factional manipulation here or there, some people being opportunistic, yeah. taking, it, taking yeah. advantage of something. Yeah. But the freak circumstance that creates this, this moment that we're in, this is random. This is like the shift of the, the, the playing field. And I believe personally, and I, I could be wrong mm. about this, but I believe personally that even in history... There are things that keep us stagnant and and keep all these alliances and and deals Mm. running perfectly and smoothly. And we have order and this is the system as it is. And then there's the paradigm shift and something changes. (laughs) That's the thing that manages to, to create the chaos all over again. And people scramble to get control of things and scramble to kind of be the new power figures if that makes sense.
1: Well, I mean, that would make sense, but surprisingly today I was just browsing online and I saw this article about the things that happen every time there's an epidemic. Right. And Everything that is happening in the world today has happened before yep. over and over, including the racial uh, problems that, that are happening in the States and the riots, including how businesses are losing money, including how people are reacting. Some are against it, some are with it, yes. including how um, a group of people are being blamed for the situation. Like, for example, the, the bubonic plague yeah. during you know, the European black days, uh, people uh, blame the Jews. Yeah, and there yeah. were a lot of, uh, you know, Jews who were crucified and burnt and everything because, oh, my God, you brought us. Just like, for example, when it happened with the Chinese now and, yes, you know, yeah, like that. Yeah. So, yes, it, it is random, but you do see a pattern. And I think that the pattern comes from the human nature that yeah. we have and how we react to certain things. So when it comes to, for example, let's say Corona, and I, I, I honestly don't believe that, you know, a, a bat caused this. Okay, right. Let's just, you know. People forget that
0: they also said Pangolin. I personally, I'm more into the line of it wasn't released on purpose but it was researched on purpose and somebody Definitely. fucked up. Definitely. That's Someone messed think. up. Somebody and fucked exactly. up.
1: Exactly. Yeah. in that uh, lab that is in the, the virology lab that's yeah. in Wuhan, the only virology lab that's in China, level four, which deals with the corona and the SARS and the Ebola. Like, really? Like, yep. it, it, joint military, yeah. joint <laughs> civilian. Come on. Come on. Yeah, exactly. So and
0: did you read the story about the, the one theory because they were dismissing it at first at the start of the whole pandemic. They dismissed it because obviously China doesn't want people focusing of on this story. Yeah. But there was a uh,
1: now, now they're very happy with the riots that oh, are yeah. happening in the States. Oh, okay, yeah. like, hey, no one's looking at us anymore. Like Look at Look over, look the over there.
0: there. Look Man, over there. I, like how how difficult would it be, by the way, if you're in yeah. China, yeah. to just order a package of bricks? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, yeah. I can do it right now. I can just order yeah. a bunch of bricks on a pallet and send it to the States yeah. somewhere. Now, th- that's besides the point. What I'm saying is, at the start of this whole thing, there was a few people that were talking about even that there might have been security officials, people that were working near the lab that might yeah. have actually been, you know, on the side trying to make some income. Yeah. And they were selling a bunch of the animals that were used for testing.
1: Oh, I got what you mean. I in the lab. Mean. Okay, okay. To yeah. these markets. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what you're saying that it's not what we were told, but it's also not an evil conspiracy as to plague the world, for example, close or enough, something like that.
0: Close enough to be bl- blamed. So. Mm can blame them for the incompetence that's close enough but not close enough where you can tell me they did it on purpose
1: because they got fucked over too do you see what i'm saying like if if yeah but they do they really care how much they got fucked up as opposed to how much they're gonna gain see that's the thing look when you when you see things while they're happening you feel everyone is going downhill the businesses are losing money all of that right but You also have to always look at who's benefiting from this. Who's going to come out on top, even if it's 10 years from now? When these things are planned, like, again, for that book, Economic Hitman, he talks that they plan things for 25, 30 years. They don't plan immediate money. They're not looking for that. Like, they tell you, for example, he goes... And builds a highway in some third world country. So they come as a from the states. Yeah, this is uh, China, you mean, or other countries? No, no. no countries? Uh, I mean, uh, this is now USA, for example. Oh, okay. But China uses the same economic hitman, yeah. and he also mentioned it, by the way. Like John Perkins on his Facebook page, he did mention that China is using the same tactics in Africa. As in Africa, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. The states use that in the Middle East and in um, in uh, Latin America, in Panama, mm-hmm. and to, to yeah. regain the Panama Canal yeah. and stuff like that. So. They tell you like, okay, so they come and they, as a consultant company, they will approach a third world country and tell you, we'll build this bridge for you. You need infrastructure, build the bridge, electricity, power lines, everything. No interest as well. No interest. All you have to do, we don't even take money from you, by the way. All you have to do is put a toll on the bridge and you'll pay us back in 25 years. Exactly. After 25 years, once you pay us back, the the bridge is yours and the economy is rising. He said his job as an economic hitman is to come and fake the numbers so that when he approaches a government, they think that, yes, I'm going to make my money back in 25 years and I'll be independent. His job is to literally cripple the economy of yeah. that country so that they'll always be in debt. They will never be able to pay back in exactly. 25 years. Exactly. And that's how they gain power over uh, votes in the UN, military bases, uh, other uh, you know, support and stuff like that, yeah. which we do see everywhere, right? So, and so your, your, this your is theory the pl-
0: here is that, that this was an economic crippling event to be able to take over and
1: of course, because they're not thinking about the year 2020 or what's going to happen, yeah. they're thinking 2030, when 2035. That's how they see it. They, they don't plan when it comes to one year or two years. They're yeah. going to cripple and introduce an entire new economic system, for example. Like if you see now, everything's going to cashless, right? Don't touch the money, mm-hmm. don't touch. Eventually, no more cash is going to be there, it's going to be all cashless, and that's where it's going to be more regulated because. They cannot control your money if you have it in your house, for example. Let's say there's a lot of conspiracy theory, nuts, let's gonna call them extreme, and they don't put money in banks. They put them in their own, you know, under the mattress, right? That is money that is untouched by any government. Whereas when you go digital, like everything else is going digital, it helps them completely uh, control... What is how the what is the rate of each currency? How much each person has? They also be n- they know how much you have. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's more of a sort of control that happens. Plus, like I mean, we're going into the whole Corona thing, but even when it comes to again, this is way out there, right? But even when it comes to the whole theory of the um, uh, I'm trying to get this freaking laptop away from mic. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's distracting you. The um, um, what's called the vaccine, right? The vaccine yep. and the the chip that is gonna be implemented and all that. Have you have you heard of this? You mean Sorry? the Bill Gates stuff? The Bill Gates stuff. Yeah. Okay. So if I can tell you, which I've done to my friends, for example, I'm saying I'm like, you know, be careful. I think this is gonna head into something like will Bill Gates and stuff like that. Like, come on, you know, stop watching sci-fi, sci-fi movies. This is crazy stuff. But if you just listen to what Bill Gates has been saying for the past couple of years, yeah, he's been introducing slowly indoctrinating this idea that chip is going to be used a mi- microchip is going to be used yeah but it's been why would they telegraph it though? i'll tell you the, wait wait, the wait point i'm, then, I'm okay. not done i'm Better not done God, yeah in february or march of this year if you look at the website uh, of the u.s patent website you will find a new patent has been approved it was applied in september of 2019 and it has approved been approved this year it's about a microchip that records data in the human body yeah and it comes from the Microsoft technology. Uh, yeah, but uh, hold, technology. Up, hold up,
0: When I look into this stuff, usually yeah. when it's summarized in this way, okay, it, it tends to s- seem outrageous. Then you look into it and you find out it's a re patented re-uploaded patent that's been around since the 1980s, that it's not just Microsoft, it's a bunch of other companies. And okay. they, they singled out Microsoft specifically and they forgot that there was three other companies involved. So my point is in that these specific incidents, usually when you look deeper into them, there tends to be a lot more fleshed out information that, that leads to it. So they did the exact same thing when, when Corona came out. Remember that? There were people that were sending all these pictures and images. They're like, how did they know about the coronavirus? There was a, this Dettol spray cap oh, yeah, that yeah, said yeah, yeah. Corona. Yeah. COVID-19, yeah, 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 yeah. that was patented. No, and that's people- for
1: like, you know, when you want to, if you are looking for something, you'll find it, right? Like if you if you're yeah. searching for something, you'll find it. But it does beg a question as to why this is happening in the way it is being done. Why is Bill Gates suddenly on the front line of everything?
0: Right, so let's parse this out first, because I don't wanna lose these first two points that you made, okay? You have the whole idea of somebody like China or any other faction that might destabilize the economy for the sake of being able to, let's say, leverage control over some other people that they have debts that they're collecting from, okay? I feel like it's it's a solid plan, If you didn't already have full control, I'm trying to get rid of this laptop sound. Ah, the vibration. (laughs) Yeah, it's a broken laptop. You want to do this? Yeah, (laughs) I was wondering. (laughs)
1: Because
0: you know what, Apple doesn't want to sell me an iPad, and guess where they're made in? China. Oh my god. So I don't know if they're making any money off (laughs) of this, because I've ordered a laptop three months ago. I mean, really, an, an iPad three months ago.
1: It's and a very simple device. You should be getting it by well, now. Well, like. apparently, <laughs>
0: apparently nothing can get shipped through. Oh, yeah, yeah. The issues with the disruption everything yeah. else. And I'm sure Batulco just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> so the point I'm making yeah. is this. Um, with, with factions, right? A lot of people seem to look at conspiracy theories, especially when it comes to board game control. It's very rare in military history and everywhere else that you see in the world. It's very rare that you find one sweeping plan that works. Okay. Yeah,
1: because it's a human. I mean, of course, these people are not like made of, you know, perfect uh, plans or they would always uh, without, I mean, a human factor is into this. So, So they will make mistakes. They will slip up. They will. But when does it show later on, like once once everything is revealed, like maybe Twenty years later, thirty. Okay, look at Chernobyl for example. Can I can I just make my point yeah. first because yeah. I let you talk for a while. Yeah, so I'm yeah. gonna we'll just
0: respond in my way. Uh, you have these these plans, like in in military history, you have in World War One there was the Schlieffen Plan mm. that was uh, for years meticulously detailed by Germany. So there's historical records about them planning an attack on both fronts. Okay. All these military generals that you know under this uh, specific doctrine were trying to figure out how do you fight a war with Russia on one front and France in another front, mm-hmm. both military powers. Yeah. This is way Before World War II. And the Schlieffen plan was all about you target Russia first, you have the railway system that is able to get you there, you hit them fast, or you hit France first, then you turn to Russia. Yeah. Which is basically the exact same plan Hitler uses later on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So these things were meticulously planned out, like literally to logistical levels where they knew exactly where every screw was on every train and how much. Men would be moved from this front to that front, to this, to this. And even with all that scientific control, they couldn't predict things in, let's say, France, with Mm. the war in France, like trench warfare. They couldn't predict that. And instead, what they ended up failing because they were like, we couldn't take down France fast enough. It wasn't until Germany later on had mechanized warfare that you could see the Germans in World War II take out France quickly and then turn to Russia. But then they couldn't predict American interference because of Japanese interests. And this is what I'm saying. Even in the state of a world war, even if you have everything under control, sometimes your own allies might do something that's unpredictable. Yeah. And that level of unpredictability is what I consider factional's, uh, factional people at play. Mm-hmm. So, okay, maybe I have a plan where, you know, I'm going to cripple the economy to just the extent where I want the coronavirus to go out there. Yep. Well, what are you going to do if the coronavirus mutates and you don't no longer have a control? What if you cripple the economy too much? To the point that everybody defaults on their credit and then nobody can pay you back and you have full control, but you also have a crippled economy where nobody can even buy your Chinese made products. There are too many factors at play mm. that make it seem like they would go for grand strokes if they would do smaller strategies where they're like, well, all we want is for people to focus on this. So we can take over Hong Kong without anybody noticing, yeah. which is exactly what, what they're doing right yeah. now. I'm sorry, yeah, 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 I yeah. all over, but that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing right now. Yeah, Everybody who's focuss- focusing on COVID and social distancing and everything else. And they were like, you know what, we're going to install our own government in Hong Kong, do this, do that. And nobody's going to pay attention. Something like that, sizable, achievable and believable for me.
1: But you're still approaching it from an aspect of there are different sides to the world and they're actually fighting each other. And I'll tell you how it doesn't work and why this concept doesn't work anymore. If you look at the way world wars used to be conducted before, yeah. they d- it doesn't happen anymore. So you had World War One, you had before it a lot of separate wars, and World War II was the big one that kind of ended all yeah. world wars, right? This is mentioned in, uh, in uh, the book uh, 1984. Yeah, and George Orwell. George Orwell. And in 1984, he talks very specifically about the concept of war. As opposed to, and he says that big governments, or big brother in, in the book, have understood that if you start a war, an a- actual war, mm-hmm. people expect it to end at some point. And mm-hmm. when the war ends, they expect a change, a yeah. change in the government, a change in the spendings of the government. The military should not be doing this anymore. Our boys will return back home. Yeah. Notice the wars that have happened ever since World War II till now, even in the Middle East, there's no actually definitive start and end to any war. Yeah. Why? Because they know that a continuous war is much more profitable than an actual one that has a start and an end. If, let's say, the U.S. entered into a big, fat war, World War III, Mm. you'd have to start it. You'd have to send all your money on military and everything, and then it has to end at some point. There has to be a winner. Yeah. When that winner is shown, when you have a winner, people will be like, okay, thank you for winning the war. Now you know, give us money. Yeah. Now take care of your people. Now, it, it doesn't happen anymore. What I'm, why I'm saying this is because the way I see the world happening right now is that it's just a rotating business all over the world. Everyone benefits from this type of of, of idea or of movement in the war, war world. Even in the Middle East, for example, when you see. Like since the 80s, you've had uh, the U.S. fighting Taliban and then Al-Qaeda and then ISIS. And then I don't know who's there's always a new face of terror that's rising, but it never finishes. Yeah. That's because even when they agree with this uh, opposing party that this is our movie, this is our story, this is what are we going to do? They both profit immensely from it. And then, okay, we're done with our little play, our little charade. We're going to move to something else. I don't see as the world divided in terms of like, you have one side China, you have one side Russia, you have one side the US, you have one, it doesn't work like this anymore. It's not profitable for anyone. Mm. The way it is is that it's all just one big play to maintain control of everyone because everyone is falling for the same level of control when it comes to this. No one benefits more than others. The US does not benefit or benefits its own people when they go into a war. China does not benefit its own people when they the way when they handle things the way they do as a closed communist party and but all that. But you
0: see everything as far as benefit only from a financial standpoint. There is a it's benefit. It's all about the money. But no, not always. Not always. Sometimes there's there's geographic control. So if you know for example that look at China, okay? Mm. They would benefit more from not having an embarrassing partner like North Korea. They don't want that level of destabilizing effect on on a country next door that, you know, can Threaten and do everything. So if they could get rid of North Korea without yeah.
1: fallout, they would. Well, I mean, obviously, there's always going to be some you know, bad apples. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. But, but
0: the, the point there is that the reason they maintain the status quo as it is, is one, because it keeps the dynamic, move, keeps the dynamic tense. So they, everybody has to negotiate with China if they want to talk to North Korea. Mm-hmm. So that gives them a playing card. The second thing is if they do take out North Korea, that problem doesn't go away. The, the, all the people that spill over from the border come to China. They don't yeah. go to uh, Japan. They don't go to anywhere yeah. else. It becomes China's problem the same way we have refugees going yeah. to Europe and everything, everywhere else. So th- th- there's, a, there's other interests that sometimes are about just stabilizing. So but if you can just stabilize a region, people make money. Sometimes when you destabilize, you make money. Uh, making money isn't necessarily one aspect.
1: Who's making the money? When it comes to China and the, the, I'm and
0: saying that there are multiple factions even within a certain government. Okay. Even within one country, mm. you don't have one U.S. You have four different kinds of U.S. Okay, okay, powers okay. in a U.S. government. Yeah, yeah. So if you have a conservative a neocon, George Bush, Dick Cheney, under Blackwater, all this is one block now, a new alliance that decided, okay, all of us share common interests, We want to try this whole thing called building the gulf. We want to go and build nation states. We want to give democracy to this. And they try an idea out. And this idea makes them and their friends and their factions power. But that's not the same group, for example, that controls, let's say, the media. Because not all the media is with them. Fox News might be with them. But you have Roger Ailes. You have other billionaires that have different interests than that group. And they want their guy. They want Obama in power. They want this guy in power. So it's to me, it's like when you see a, a football game or you see a league. In a, in a league, you have a lot of the smaller players in football teams mm. that are not that important. Yeah. Okay? Let's be honest. They don't have the money. They don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay? But if you look at the big players, you have the Manchester United and yeah. all these bigger teams that have all the money. They're competing. Any four of them or five of them can win. But all the factions are different guys with the same amount of power, the same amount of control. And maybe at one point or another, they'll make an alliance and they'll say, yeah, "Yeah, we're together.
1: Let's beat that team. About that team. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But
0: then five years down the line, they decide, you know what? Oh, there's these new players, these Tech Valley guys. They make billions off of Facebook and Google Mm. and everywhere
1: else. Let's bring them to our side. Let's do whatever, you know. Pleases them, for example. Uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think China is the exact same way. There's a China that's the new China, the billionaire's China. There's the old China, the military guard Mm. China. There are different factions in play in every country. And what happens is when you have certain powers align on a certain interest... They can make something happen.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But the board game that we're playing has multiple people. And sometimes yeah. what happens is the other team will try to screw your plans because yeah. they know what your plan is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's why I, I yeah. don't think
1: conspiracy theories so, can work. So it, but it works on both ways. Like, for example, sometimes they screw each other, but sometimes they like, you know, I know what you're doing. So I'll just let it happen for yeah. now so that you let me do this thing we, later on. We you accept know what I mean? It. Yeah. We, when it. Yeah. When
0: we watch Game of Thrones, we yeah. understand it,
1: right? The alliances, the we temporary do. alliances. Exactly. For example. Yeah, you yeah. look at,
0: for example, the banks in Game of Thrones, right? The guys that mm, own the Golden the Bank, Bank or the yeah. Iron Bank, the Iron right? Ba- yeah. They'll be like, okay, we don't care about this, but we care about this. We want this interest. We want yeah. this person in the crown. Yeah. And for a moment in time, they'll ally themselves with this person yeah. as long as it suits their interests. Yeah. And later on, it won't be the case. So usually what stops me from, from believing mm. in elaborate plans, what's missing from an elaborate conspiracy theory mm. is somebody else poking at your plan. If I'm a superpower or I'm a faction that has an insane amount of power, but I don't believe that interest
1: rates should drop. I don't want you to destabilize the Gulf because of my business. Yeah, but just because the plan didn't work doesn't mean that there wasn't a the plan. Oh, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? But it can't so be perfect. The it's plan can't because yeah. you're going to have people trying to screw you over. Exactly. I think the reason why it's, I mean, Being not it not being perfect is the reason why we still have some sort of liberty. You know what I mean? Like Because you are dealing with humans and you are dealing with a large amount of people, so it's not like everyone's in on it. You know, if everyone's in on it, then no one's in on it. You know, you got it. Exactly. Everyone's the same. I just
0: think that when we when we need to talk about this, we have to establish that there are a few people out there that could be listening to this or other Mm. conspiracy theories that do believe that control from some kind of Illuminati or some kind of global power is one team. They don't believe in six different teams that are constantly changing with new Fighting players and, stuff like and that. new yeah. guys coming in. You know, like but Germany as a country, for example, wasn't ancient as a power. E- neither was the U.S. Yeah. yeah. They were new players yeah. to the
1: board game. Definitely. Yeah. And they
0: took advantage. There are actual historians that wonder if the U.S. intentionally stayed out of World War II oh, yeah. just <laughs> enough, yeah. just enough so everybody else can exactly. get fucked over.
1: Even when it comes to Pearl Harbor, there's also a conspiracy about that, that, yes. that they needed, what are the odds of like the perfect time to come in into a war by being attacked while you never ever did anything and you, everything was ready. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, come on it's like and especially like around that time, you can get away with a lot of things that you can't get away with now, especially like when it come let's say September 11, for example yeah. how many how many evidence you have that shows that it's already they at least know about it not not yeah. just like you know that the minimum is that the bin Laden family was uh, you know let go of the country yeah, they yeah, yeah. A few days before it happened you know these things so um yeah, I guess it's it it it, it boils down to whether there's one group or several groups. Yes. But I think what we can all agree on is that the method is the same. And the method or the reason behind the method is that the government does not have your best interest at heart. You know what I mean? Let's be specific because we don't the, want... The, <laughs> the, the, the shadows, the shadow one. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs>
0: Interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Dear listener please join this Wednesday for part two. Part two part two.
1: You are listening to Bedouin Bar